Well, thank you very much, Chris. That was awesome. Uh, and uh, we're just going to hand over to Joey now, who has created a slideshow presentation for us. So I'm just going to bring that up for you now, Joey, and um, then I'll let you take it away. Yes, I did make these with, with my hands and my brain, so I hope oh, yeah. you appreciate the, uh, <laughs> the design effort. Um, so, yeah, this is going to be a quick thing on just how to find uh, the perfect wedding band for you. Uh, something that we always say is that finding a wedding band is probably the easiest thing in the world because there are hundreds and thousands of wedding bands all up and down the country, but finding the right one does take a little bit more time than effort. And we see couples go round and round in circles uh, trying to find the right band for them. And like you rightly said before, James, we find a lot of couples do this is they hold high, uh, music in quite a high regard for the day. And they, you know, and like Steve was saying, um, you see music pop up in all kinds of places uh, throughout the day. So people do find it important. So we always find it right as well to help them find a perfect wedding band. Uh, so here are a few steps that you can take to find the right band for you in, in a concise little list of five, because we love numbers. Uh, I know BuzzFeed likes them too. So that's how you get people in with a bit of clickbait. So, uh, number one, uh, the set list. Uh, nothing tells you more about a band than their chosen arsenal of song ammunition uh, to get everyone on the dance floor. So, what a lot of people do is make the huge mistake of going through loads of bands, going through their song lists, scrolling through and trying to find their favorite song from their favorite band but you need to be really selfless here and think about all of the other people who you want to be up on that dance floor uh, on the night. Obviously, you want to find a band that you like. That should be priority number one, but you really should be looking for a band that caters for everyone. So the best compromise here is find a band that leans towards your taste. So whether you're a bit of a rocky couple and you want something a bit kind of loud and proud, that's cool, um, but make sure that they do the songs for, you know, if your grandparents are going to be there and the kids as well. Um, so that's really important to think about. Also, we find that any bands that are doing something that another band isn't will do really well. Something that makes them stand out, you know, uh, a USP, if you will, or a unique song. So look for bands that are doing something a little bit quirky or different because it shows they kind of take pride uh, in what they do. So yeah, that's number one, the set list. Um, Secondly, the look. Looking good is really important. Chris will tell you this. She, she's professional making people look good. But um, we all listen with our eyes nowadays, pretty much. And we, we know this, the couples know this, and the fans know this. It's important to look good. And if you're paying someone to be there uh, on your wedding day to play music, they've got to look good. They've got to look swish. Um, so every band has their own kind of distinct look and personality. And one thing that we always say to couples is if you're looking for potential bands for your day, not just kind of checking out the look, but, you know, are they taking pride in their appearance? If they do, it's likely that they take pride in their craft as well. Uh, and they're more likely to, you know, do a good job on your day. Um, and as well, going along with the kind of, if you have a theme for your wedding or if you, your venue is kind of quirky or if you're having like a barn wedding or something, look for a band that looks like they match that because 
your your band, if you choose the right band, they should feel at home on your day. They, they should seamlessly fit in and kind of feel part of the family almost. And the best bands will be able to do that. But finding one that looks the part uh, is really important. Um, so number three, videos. Um, if, if I was going to book a band, um, I'd find it really hard to book one um, that didn't have a video that showcased what they do. Um, so it's really important. But obviously, there are loads of bands out there that do have videos and loads of bands that don't. Um, I can tell you right now that all of the bands that do have videos sell a million times better than the ones that don't. It's just the way it is. When people go on to look at bands, um, they're not really you know, listening to the audio or reading bios because they can get everything they need to know about a band within the first 10 seconds of, of their video. Um, so things to look out for, again, just getting a sense of their personality is important, but look for, you know, the way they interact with each other. You know, are they having fun? Do they have good stage presence? Um, and another thing that's really important, if you can find it, is live clips of the band. Um, a lot of the times it'll be that 10 second clip that they put up at a wedding where everyone's going mental to Mr. Brightside or whatever. And it's just done on a phone. And that is what will sway you. That's, that's, people look at it and they go, I want that at my wedding. I want everyone up on the dance floor. It's exactly what I want. And if you can find those clips, if it's on social media or whatever, uh, it's an absolute godsend. So there's the videos. Um, number four, what have we got? Reviews, which I think is important for any wedding supplier. I wouldn't say this is unique to bands at all. Um, and I, I, I would like to think that this kind of stems across. So if you're looking at any wedding supplier, you, you should be looking at reviews uh, somewhere, which I, I know we all know is important in this day and age. But one thing that you need to remember with wedding bands is that if they are professional wedding bands, they most likely just play uh, private events, which means it's very, very difficult unless you want to go crashing weddings or you're lucky enough to have seen the band at somebody else's wedding. It's It'll be very hard for you to see the band uh, before you book the band. So reviews are absolutely crucial in this. And they can often fill in a few gaps if you have any questions about the band that they haven't written or produced themselves because these reviews are from real uh, couples who have had them at their weddings. Um, alongside that, the world of real wedding blogs is something that I dive into every day. I read like hundreds of real wedding blogs all the time. Um, but they're a really good resource because they give you an idea of how the day kind of pans out and what the band uh, did for them. And number five, before I go to the next slide, number five is a massive contradiction to everything I've just said. So you can forget the past few minutes and throw it in the bin uh, because there's nothing uh, more important than your gut, your gut feeling, uh, your instincts, one thing that we hate to see is when a couple has found the perfect band for them, but they don't know it yet. But we know it. We know the band is absolutely perfect for them, but they can't help but carry on searching. They keep searching and searching and searching. They go around in circles. They come back a month later and they say, oh, yeah, we want that band. Well, guess what? Somebody else has snatched them up because they were perfect for them too. Um, so don't let them slip away. If you find something that's right, there's probably a reason that that initial choice drew you in. Um, so trust your instincts, trust your gut, and trust your tastes, which goes against everything I just said. But, hey, it's true, and we know it's true. Uh, so, yeah, trust your gut. Um, and that will be it. That's how you find the perfect wedding band for you. 
Brilliant. Thanks very much, Joey. So, guys, we're looking at booking a band. What question? I mean, Joey's obviously done a fantastic job there of covering the bases. <laughs> but what questions do you think um, brides and grooms are get to be are going to have uh, when they're approaching the, the booking of a band? So I've got a really uh, not helpful question <laughs> in terms of booking a band. Um, when we had our wedding, we weren't allowed to have a band because there were sound ordinances, noise yeah. ordinances that we couldn't uh, go past a certain time, et cetera, et cetera. So we weren't very mindful of our guests and we didn't really book entertainment. And it's one of the things, if I could rewind time, I, I would do that. Any suggestions for any kind of entertainment that, um, how do I say politely, doesn't feel cheesy? Because I'm not very cheesy. Yeah, of course. I mean, I... <laughs> I'd like to think the age of cheese has gone. Um, I hope so. One, one thing about wedding entertainment now is that everyone's really cool. I don't know what happened. Somebody just kind of flicked a switch a few years back and everyone suddenly started turning cool. I don't know, it just happens. But um, the sound limiter thing that you brought up is really interesting. It's something that we come across all the time, all the time. Um, that's, by the way, that's one thing if you're going to go into your venue and you have a massive list of questions, uh, ask if you can have live music. You, if they have a sound limit because a lot of couples will come to us and try and book a band we've got a big database of all the venues in the uk and we go oh where where are you having the wedding and they say such and such a place and we have to break the news to them it's like oh by the way you can't have music there they're like oh well they didn't tell me that um so yeah make sure you're asking but um in terms of entertainment that can work with that one thing that is really huge right now is bands that are specifically designed to work with venues who have sound limiters. So these are a kind of hybrid of your rock and pop band, but an acoustic band. So they will have like a cajon, uh, which is like a little drum box. I don't know how else to describe what a cajon is. It's a box that you hit, but it sounds better than that. It's an actual design instrument. Um, but these bands are really good, and because they're usually unplugged, they won't trip the uh, the limiter in the room, and venues venues around the country are allowing these to happen. Um, and sound limiters are becoming more and more commonplace across the country, um, so it's important to kind of look look at those kind of things. As well, I would mention a DJ. I know we are, we are very wedding band-centric at the moment uh, with Warble and what, what we kind of say to people, but uh, DJs are still really cool. They're amazingly versatile. And the good thing about a DJ is that they can pretty much work with most limiters because for them, they don't have... The, the drum kit is always the culprit. It's the snare drum. And if you hit that with a stick, it sounds like a shotgun and it just like <laughs> blows the limiter. Um, but for a DJ, they just got a little kind of toggle slider um, they can just turn down mm. absolutely sorted. Um, so yeah, I would mention DJs. And not all DJs are cheesy. Um, like I said, you want something that's not cheese and there's a connotation with DJs that you kind of think of, you know, dodgy DJ Dave and his decks who talks way too close to the microphone and what have you. Um, we don't have any of those. Um, all our DJs are really cool. They know what's up um, and they know how to MC an event without coming across as cheesy. Awesome. Thanks. Cool. Fantastic. You've actually cleared something up for me, Joey. You'll, what is the name of that instrument again? Can you say it, can you say it for us again? It's a cajon. It's spelled C, yeah, C A J O N, uh, with a silent J. Right. Because I, for years, for years, I thought our band was banging on a fruit garden. 
<laughs> well, they, they might be. You might have been. They might just tell you it's it. You probably went into the shop and they're like, "This is this is our new state of the art cajon that nobody else has got." <laughs> Ignore the fruit branding on it. Ignore Granny Smith. It was a prototype. Yeah. Cajon, <laughs> right? Brilliant. Keep an eye out for that one. Fantastic. Yeah, you, you may uh, you may have been cajoned or conned. Ah, <laughs> Yes, there we go. Should I close my browser and leave now after that terrible yeah, pun? You've, you've blown it out of the park. First <laughs> <laughs> prize. <laughs> Excellent. Um, Steve, any thoughts on questions that brides and grooms to be should be asking Joey before they book a band? Well, we've already talked about the importance of music uh, within uh, a ceremony uh, and afterwards. Um, and uh, a wedding without music, don't you think, is a little bit like watching one of our favourite movies without a musical score. Uh, the music adds the dimension, another dimension to the whole thing. The, um, it adds depth, it adds uh, emotion um, to all of it. Uh, and I noticed, Jerry, on your uh, looking at your website earlier on today, that you advertise unique entertainment ideas. And I was, I was a little intrigued by this. Um, th this was perhaps something outside the musical box. Um, what's been the most bizarre request that you've, you've been asked? Um, so, yeah, you're right. We, we actually, uh, apart from live music and live bands, one of our specialties is unique entertainment. And it's probably the page that draws most people into our site because you, when you go on, you can't help but click that button that says unique entertainment. Because you're just like, what, what's in this box of uniqueness? I have no idea. And people come across all weird uh, and wonderful things. So one of the most popular apps that we have that's unique that not many people would think to look for or ask for uh, is lookalikes. <clears throat> um, Lookalikes and impersonators are so fun and so different, and one of our most booked acts is our Del Boy lookalike. So what <laughs> what Del Boy will do? I hope you look him up after this. He's the most fun guy. He's absolutely incredible. Um, but what he will do is he will turn up in his three wheel uh, Reliant Robin, and whether it's mid-speech or during your drink reception or whenever, whatever part of the day you want, he will come rampaging through and completely crash the wedding. He'll try and sell all your guests dodgy watches from insiders' coats. He'll talk rubbish about Rodney, and he will just... It's, it's absolutely incredible. It's the funniest thing, and it's the most unexpected thing. And I think when people are looking for unique entertainment, what they're looking for is uh, ways to surprise their guests. Um, and there's nothing more surprising than if you're sitting mid-meal and you look over and Del Boy comes wandering in. Um, so, yeah, I would say lookalikes is probably one of the most unique things that you get asked for a lot. Great. Awesome. I, I am um, actually one of the world's most terrible people at recognizing faces. So um, the amount of times we've been at a wedding and I've said, uh, Rachel, come here, come here. That person over there. Do they live in our village? And Rachel's like, no, James, they're off such and such a TV show. And I'm like, ah. you know, it's like famous people. I, I'm absolutely terrible. So even if it was a lookalike, I probably think it was the real deal. So it probably. <laughs> um, one of the more extraordinary things, actually, that we were looking at. I don't I don't know how I don't know how 
ser serious it was at the time. But Rachel and I were kind of joking about it because we found a website which did have uh, unique um, wedding entertainment at the time. And you could hire a, a clan of Scottish warriors that would invade the drinks reception and start battling amongst the guests. So there is a full-on sword fight and the shields. Does anything like that exist in the UK or is that a, is that a distinctly Scottish thing? It, it, yeah, things like that definitely exist in the UK. Um, there's, for some reason, people have a weird attraction to danger. Um, so we have a lot of uh, performers who specialize in that kind of thing. So whether it's stuff like that where they're literally fighting each other or swallowing swords or setting themselves on fire or something weird and wacky and bizarre, um, people seem to like that. Um, I don't know. There's just a weird kind of attraction to that kind of thing. But I think the closest thing that we have that's common would be fire performers, um, where it's just um, it's a little bit different to fireworks to end the night, and it's a little bit dangerous and kind of fun to watch. And then alongside that, we have all kinds of weird and wonderful stunt performers who will chainsaw apples out of their mouth or throw darts at each other. And I don't know. Uh, this, this stuff shouldn't be allowed at weddings, but it is, and we love it. Um, it makes it unique, and it makes it really fun and different, and it just totally makes it stand out. So if you can get away with having something like that at your wedding, go for it. It's interesting that you brought up the fire dancers, actually, because that's what we decided to have. Having cool. seen, um, we filmed a wedding once where the grooms, uh, I think it was his uncle, owned a firework company, and so they got the fireworks at a very special price. But he did actually disclose to me what that very special price was. And it was. So the fire dancers, we thought, checked in sort of a much more affordable option. And like, you know, you were saying, Joey, there is that kind of element of danger and also interaction because we we, we did the whole lighting the fire heart thing. Um, so, you know, we got some great photos. So as well as, you know, having that as an entertainment for the guests, um, like you say, it was a bit of excitement at the end of the day and people like fire and uh, yeah, so it was a kind of a groovy, a groovy alternative, we thought. Yeah, it's really cool. Like you said, if, if you have a physical person there that's actually doing it in front of you, that there's something kind of, yeah, interactive about it. And I think people can clock onto that a little bit nicer than just kind of standing and watching stuff explode in the sky. So, yeah. Excellent. Well, thanks very much. 